what is going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the tiebreaker podcast i just looked one it's episode 41 so shout out we're over 40 episodes in two um it is past wild card weekend and this is our first episode since week six um i don't know i got so disinterested in the podcast game and the Colts kind of killed the vibe and everything. Uh, but yeah. we're back. Um, it's, it's very hard to talk about the Colts whenever they're, they're shit in the bed. Honestly, we should have been better about it. Should have just still uploaded and talked how shit they were. I know, but, but I just lost all motivation. Like yeah. the team killed my vibe this year. That's the excuse I'm using. So that's, that's what yeah, I'll say. The Colts killer vibe. Maybe next year they'll be way better. But anyways, how do you feel about this wild card weekend that just happened? Um, I have mixed feelings about it. I think there was some really good games mixed in with just some unfortunate quarterback situations. Like we had to watch a couple, not a couple. We had to watch two rookie quarterbacks. One of them, Brock Purdy, showed out. Another one, Skylar yep. Thompson, couldn't do anything. Um, and then Huntley for the Ravens, we had to watch him. I just, I would have rather watched Tua and Lamar Jackson on the field in those two separate games. But all in yeah. all, it was pretty exciting football. Kind of weird this year. We have a lot of quarterbacks. Like we had Geno Smith, Brock Purdy, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I mean, like we haven't seen him in the playoffs. He's like these are new quarterbacks. Uh, like right now. Okay, I see what you're saying. I don't think Daniel Jones has played in the playoff game. Uh, nah. I could be wrong on that. Then we have we said Tyler Huntley. Yeah. And then probably Tom Brady's last game. I'm, I don't know. I don't know about that one yet. But yeah, we can looking. we can get into that a little later. Uh, I think he's done. Uh, the way he ended this press conference, he was kind of giving me the vibe that he's done. But at the same time, I just don't think Tom Brady ends his career losing at home in the wild card. So I don't know. Yeah, no, I, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. He's not going to – I don't think he's going to be done. Yeah. But he'll figure it out. But let's get into um, this crazy uh, wild card weekend that just happened. Um, if you guys – I just want to give a shout-out to listeners. If you guys are listening to us and wondering where the hell we've been um, – we're back now for some exciting football. Uh, we have Good. some exciting playoffs coming up, and then we can talk a lot of the Colts offseason, draft-wise, free agents-wise, head coach-wise. We'll get into some head coach conversations today, but uh, let's get right back into the wild card discussions. We'll first start out. The Seattle-San Francisco game was it was okay. I mean, Seattle or San Francisco did their thing. I think one of the things that stood out the most was the fact that Brock Purdy, um, I mean, Mr. Irrelevant, before, rookie quarterback. Before we go further. I'm just letting everybody know it was Rams last year. It's 49ers now. I said Broncos being the year, but it's now it's the 49ers. It's 100%. There's no way the 49ers don't win this thing. That's all I got to say. You're talking 49ers like champions, like Super Bowl like champions? The, like Brock Perry's going to be the first rookie quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl. That's going to be what's, All what's right. Be. You heard it there. Um, continuing to talk about Mr. Brock, Mr. Irrelevant Purdy. His first ever playoff game, he went for 332 and three touchdowns, no turnovers. And of course, you can say it's like, superstars all over the field for him on offense. But I mean, still got to go out and do what he's doing. It's just so crazy that yep. San Francisco has this type of team. And they said that it's their 11th straight win after Saturday, which I think is insane well, you have too. To, you have to, I mean, you have to look at that. I mean, he has a lot of weapons, but think of Skylar Thompson. Skylar Thompson has Terry Kill, Jalen Waddle. That Those two players right there are enough to for someone to say the same thing about exactly. him. Exactly. Yeah. Agreed. Christian McCaffrey did his thing on the on the ground too, over 100 yards. Didn't have a rushing touchdown, but I believe he did. Yeah, he had a receiving touchdown. Um, I mean, I, I I'm with you. I think the Niners. We're gonna have to see next week how the the Eagles do. 
against the Giants, but I think the Niners are clear-cut favorites in the NFC right now. What do you think is more powerful, their defense or their offense? Talking about the Niners? Yeah. Um, I say their defense is pretty good, like, obviously, but I, th- I really think their offense, it's coming down to, like, people like Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuels. The yards after the catch are insane right now. Like, they can make plays. They can turn a little screen pass and do a 70-yard touchdown. We've seen that. So, yeah. I think their offense is more electric than their defense. I mean, obviously. But I just think Brock Purdy brings something to them that they like. I don't know. Trey Lance and Garoppolo, it's like when you watch them play, it's almost like they would never do anything crazy. It was always just like they're out there filling the role. I feel like Brock Purdy comes out there and he really makes the offense stand out a lot more. Yeah. And all the guys on offense are standing with him. So, I mean. Did you see the play? It was a, a long play. Like, Brock Purdy had to extend it. Like, and he almost caught it. And then yeah, the, Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. It was a beautiful ball, too. And Ayuk just dropped it. Like, that was Patrick Mahomes-type talent. Eyes downfield, yeah. extending plays, throwing in the back of the end zone, in the cornerback of the end zone. And your wide receiver almost, like, that play would have been crazy. But, yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big Brock Purdy fan. How did he just come out of nowhere? Like, who's came out of nowhere more than him since like i can remember like Tom i can't Brady. think of i mean like since i can i've been watching listen Len, let me say something i was saying that last night discord this is tom brady's last year right yeah. brock purdy emerges Brock Purdy beat him he probably took his soul tom brady reincarnated into brock purdy tom brady leaves the scene brock purdy enters purdy's gonna win a super bowl this year it's destiny reincarnation into Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick of the draft. It's actually insane. Is that impactful of a quarterback? It's just wild. <laughs> Moving on, we have uh, the Jags comeback. We can start with there as well. That was the Saturday night game. Um, if you're if you're LA, I don't know how you choke a 27-0 lead. I don't care if you're on the road or not. Trevor Lawrence throws four interceptions in the first half, and you don't win the game. It's not as bad as 33. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. No, no, no. We don't have to bring that up. Nope. Um, the Jags. So this is funny. I saw a video on TikTok today, or is yesterday, and the video was basically it was a Chargers fan that fell asleep at halftime, and his friend was waking him up after the game was over, and he looks at the scoreboard, and I it was what was it, like 31-0 or some shit. Yeah. Or 31-30, and um, 31-30 was final score, yeah. And he's looking at his TV, he's like, <laughs> I just I don't imagine. understand. Like, I, it was twenty. It was twenty-seven to seven at halftime. I just yeah. He uh, I think really what it was is just like how the Colts comeback happened. Not the Colts comeback, but you know what I mean. Yeah, they uh ended up basically going up really quick, and. That's it gives you more time to come back. Right. It was like four picks in the first or three picks in the first quarter, I think. Yeah. Um I'm a big Trevor Lawrence fan. I think I mean, I know I know you are too. I know you actually are high on that Jags team, and I'm kind of getting that way too. I remember in the beginning of the season, they shut us out. The next week they played in LA against the Chargers, 138 to 10. And everybody was like, Whoa, like this Jaguars team is nasty. But that was also three weeks into the season. They yeah. hit a really big lull after that. They lost one, two, three, four, five straight games. 
Then they really picked it up at the end of the season. They're currently on a one, two, three, four, five, now six-game win streak. I don't know. I think Peterson with Trevor Lawrence, they paid Christian Kirk. They have weapons. Well, That's what's like crazy is, bro, I did not know for this. a crazy team. I did not know this, but uh, I don't know how I didn't know this. Like, over the offseason, I completely missed it or something. I think I just forgot about it. Do you know Calvin Ridley plays for the Jags? Nah. He's he's on their team. He's just obviously he can't play this year. I guess the Jags trade for him. Ooh, I never, a, yeah, I forgot about this whole situation. Yeah, so he couldn't play, and now I guess he comes back next year, um, which is going to be interesting to see what they do with. Probably get rid of Marvin Jones. I mean, he's thirty two years old. Yeah, but having a receiving I mean, that, core of Ingram, Kirk, Zay Jones, and Calvin Ridley with Trevor Lawrence. Yes, sir. I mean, that's what their whole idea was doing this. Uh, their defense is pretty good too. Yeah, I mean. I mean, on, on the other side of the ball of that game, if you're the Chargers, I've always been high on, the, high on the Chargers. I think Justin Herbert is just like Trevor Lawrence. Like, they're two up-and-coming superstars in the league that are going to be around for a long time. They have Austin Eckler. He obviously scored two touchdowns on the ground. But, like, I, I just comes back earlier. How the hell do you lose that game? Yeah, I know. I'm thinking that... Uh... I, I don't know, man. That's crazy. It's it's zero picks. It's four picks for Trevor Lawrence, and you're still it's losing the, the first, game. I, I think, think it's, it's the first time in history a team has ever lost. I think it might be like only playoffs. It was like plus five or six. Yeah, or and the turnover margin plus five, and you lose the game. Yeah, and one thing I realized was with their offense is they didn't have Mike Williams out there. I don't know the situation. I didn't get into the situation on that one. I saw. I don't know if he was hurt mm. or if he got benched, maybe. Um, I saw a bunch Ooh. of stir up about that, and I th- feel like that was part of it. I mean, because they didn't, I don't think they won a lot of their games without Mike Williams this year. Um, when he came and played, they also went off. So I forgot at 8 47 in the fourth quarter, the Chargers missed a 40 yard field goal, ended up being huge. Jacksonville went nine plays and scored a touchdown off of that. I don't know. Is is Brandon Staley out as head coach? I know there's always speculation with him. He's a reckless coach. He always goes for it. He does stupid stuff all the time. Like, yeah, he's got to be probably gone. I don't know. I have no idea that situation. I don't know a lot about the Chargers, so I, that's the team that I like. Just don't know about that much. Yeah, because I, I don't really. But all I know is they got weapons there to be a good team. I think they need to step up their defense a little. Bit. I mean, their defense played beginning of the game, but like that was very inconsistent. <laughs> Exactly. Um, Night and day. Yep. Moving on, we have the Giants going into Minnesota. And what I said was probably one of the most impressive uh, games all all week. Um, Just because they're a road team, Minnesota. I think Minnesota's been kind of fraudulent all year. Um, And we all know the point differential stat. They've only lost three games, all the lot. But Daniel Jones went in there and was moving. He had more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley. And most yeah, of his great. were, like, in the first half. Yeah. Uh, also, the one thing I got from this game was the Isaiah Hodgins guy. He's insane. Uh, yeah. Eight, eight receptions, 105, one touchdown. He came from Buffalo, I believe, might have been last year or the year before. Um, He's good, man. He's better. He's just as good as He was as making plays all won. game whenever they needed. Yeah, it's, been, it's been a couple of weeks he's been doing that now. They They haven't had nobody really to throw the ball to, and I feel like something happened where he's just like, you know what? Um. They got rid of uh, what's his face, Cardenas Tony. Hodgins is like, you know what? I'm a man here. Step it up. 
He's doing it. I think so. one of the most impressive things with the Giants is they don't have like a standout receiving core. I mean, it's Hodgins yeah, at all. Richie James, Darius Slayton. Like, I don't even know who these guys are. I know Slayton. I don't know who Richie James is, but like, Richie I think James is a touchdown machine at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> that just shows credit to um, a lot of their coaching staff. Obviously, Daniel Jones coming into his own. Uh, and if you look at the other side for Minnesota, they didn't even like, they don't have bad stats. Kirk Cousins actually had a really good game. Didn't yep. throw the ball, didn't, didn't turn it over. But I think the one thing that stands out is Justin Jefferson getting less than 50 yards, nine targets, seven catches. Uh, credits to yep. New York's defense on that front, stopping what I Trust believe. Me. And I think you agree with Justin Jefferson's probably the best receiver in the game. Oh, yeah, Justin Jefferson easily. I think when you watch him out there, the way he just moves, dude, it's like it's almost like he's just dancing every time he runs. Like, yeah. But. Yeah, this game was a good game. It's probably one of the, I wouldn't say the best game to watch, but it's a pretty good game to watch. It was impressive um, just seeing what the Giants did. Yeah, I hope that, who they play next week? The Giants play in Philly. Divisional. Oh. Divisional, divisional round matchup. I love Philly, but I just, I think, we'll get, we can talk about that later. But. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, the next game, kind of a lame game for the quarterback situation again. The Bengals did survive at home against the Ravens. Uh, if you guys all saw it, the 98-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown, that really won them the game. I was surprised that Cincinnati's offense didn't do much else. Joey Burrow, he didn't he didn't have like a bad game statistically-wise, but uh, they just couldn't. I expected them to come in here and score high 20s, maybe into the 30s, maybe into the 40s, and uh, they just couldn't really get much anything going. I think Baltimore really controlled most of that game. They were about yeah. to take the lead. Until Tyler Huntley decided to jump over the line of scrimmage like an idiot. So I saw a thing on there today. I guess a quote came out. J.K. Dobbins openly said, if we had Lamar Jackson, we're winning that game. Yep, I saw that too. He kind of backtracked a little bit on his steps, but it's 100% fact. Yeah. It was just kind of lame. I hate having to watch, like, especially in the playoffs, like you have to watch Washington or Baltimore's offense walk out there. Led by Tyler that, Huntley, like is the play. Okay, whoever is play calling for the Ravens, holy! I mean, that was bad. Like every single thing they did was just awful, dude. Like, and they, they were they, trying to run Tyler Huntley too much, I think, as well. Like he's not Lamar. Yeah, no, and he they got on the goal line, so they got like a penalty, so they had like four more downs of the goal line, then played four downs of the goal line, did nothing. It it just seems like they didn't alter their play, and I don't know anything about anything about the Ravens, but this is just what I saw it just seems like they were running the exact same plays as if they had lamar jackson out there but they don't have mvp quarterback lamar jackson on the field it's tyler huntley uh, and obviously their backup quarterbacks they have to play like him just so that they can play call like that so they don't have to switch up the play call because like if you have lamar jackson then you have peyton or not peyton but you have like a statue you have like joe flacco in the back they're not running the ball like yeah it's just different so I think they just were, were like, which is played normal, but that's not, that's not what they should have done. So I don't have much to say on this game other than the fact that it gives us the rematch of the game we were supposed to get a couple weeks ago with Buffalo and Cincinnati. Unfortunately, for Cincinnati, it's in Buffalo. I don't know if they could have, if they would have won the other couple weeks ago, if they if this would eventually be in Cincinnati or not. But um, we'll get to that also later. Speaking of Buffalo, oh. I think the most fraudulent team in the entire <laughs> league. Um, yeah, so Buffalo they got lucky, frauds. man. Yeah, Buffalo. I don't know, man. That was weird. They're 
they just, it's always like they just at the end or something they just start fucking up like they just start like messing up i remember some other games down the road this season that they kind of messed up at the end of the game and i feel like that's what their problem is they they can ball out whenever they just want to go play football but whenever i feel like it comes down to situations it's always something weird happens such as a fumbling at the one yard line earlier in the season like yeah stuff like that i, I mean, was watching this in the first quarter i was at the gym watching this game and Buffalo scored first. Skyward Thompson threw a pick. Buffalo scored again. It was 14-0 very fast. Mm-hmm. Then they went up 17-0. And I, I literally said out loud, Buffalo's probably going to put up 40 or 50 points here, and Miami's just toast because I just I just knew it. Skyward Thompson's not going to do anything. And then the interception started, and then the strip sack for a touchdown started. And just like that, I believe Miami might have been – no, they were only down three at half. They took a lead off the strip sack, 24-20, and I was like – that's if you're Miami, that's how you win this game is getting those defensive takeaways, getting those defensive touchdowns. And Josh yeah. Allen, man, and the Bills are just they're lucky, dude. They're so I mean, lucky. Look at the stats on the Dolphins side. Like, I, we have I know Hill for 69 <laughs> yards. Yeah. Jim Waddle down to 44 yards. Look at Hill. Like, he had 15 targets, only seven catches. Yeah. I mean, they their defense did good on what they were supposed to, I guess, accomplish situationally, but there's also some crazy drops happen in the game. At the end of the game, I think it was Jalen Waddle. They launched a throw that literally just got overthrown by like a tad. And if he caught it, the game literally could have been yeah. Dolphins 38-34. There was a like, there was a play at the beginning of the, like one of their first possessions of the game too. Jalen Waddle had someone beat beautiful ball by Skylar Thompson. Your rookie quarterback rode a playoff game and you drop it. They they I don't think as good as Miami's receiving core is, I didn't think they did everything in their power to help Skylar Thompson. Yeah. Um, I just want to keep talking about Buffalo, man. And I know it's the playoffs, and the story is survive in advance. It doesn't matter how you win. You just have to win, get to the next round, get to the next week and preparing for the next game. But, like, mm-hmm. dude, if they had – if Miami had any competent quarterback anything, the Bills are going to be done in the wild card after their yeah. beautiful season, however they want to take it. Like, dude, it just – I don't know. I just hope Cincinnati proves me right and everybody else that, wrong about the Bills, that the Bills are I mean, just that frauds. Cincinnati game didn't look too promising either, so I don't know. That no, game, okay, but to be fair, it was like half of the first quarter. But yeah. Cincinnati scored easily. Buffalo did it, and Cincinnati might have <laughs> wouldn't scored again if it wasn't for the injury. But um, True. I don't know, man. I just think Buffalo is not as hot as they as they think they are. Luckily for them, they're at home again this week. And unlucky for them, if if Kansas City wins, they're going to have to go into Arrowhead once again in the championship game. Um, I'm, I'm just not high on Buffalo, man. I never have been. They're a regular season team. They get to the playoffs, and I just think teams are better than them yeah. Yeah. every year. And we'll see it again in a, in a couple weeks. It's going to either be the Bengals or Chiefs knocking them out, which we can get the matchups here after this next one. But last night, what – are the Cowboys doing kicking extra points? Dude, okay, that's four. all I got to like that. <laughs> well, a- after two or three, bro, that's like all right. We're gonna we're gonna like maybe go for two or at least put the punter in as the PAT guy. But I mean, we all saw Dak's reactions. He was throwing a fit on the sideline, saying "Go for two, man." Well, Peyton Manning was on the on the stream. I was, watch- I was, was watching like, the Manning cast the whole night. He was like, he was like, he was like, can you cut a guy mid game? <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Luckily, it didn't really matter for them, though. 
Uh, Tampa Bay couldn't do anything. A big credit to Dallas's defense. They were flying around the football. Yeah. Tom Brady threw 66 passes, man. Yeah, they only had crazy. 12 rushing attempts all game. Now, they, they literally only average around like 10 rushing attempts on the season per game, which I think is crazy for having Leonard Fournette on your team. I think he's a star. One of the reasons they're playing from down a lot. Yeah. But, like, when you have however old Tom Brady is, I don't even know off the top of my head, he's leading 45. the league. He's 45, yeah. He's leading the lead in passing attempts, like, year after year. That's, like, doesn't make any logical sense, Yeah, in my opinion. But credit to Dallas, man. We saw how they were last week against the Commanders. They came out flat. They actually started this game super flat, too. But like I said earlier, credit to Dallas's defense early, and then yeah, so once once Dallas had that first drive that went easy, they were just they were rolling from there. Yeah, beginning of the game, I wasn't sure. I was like, I don't Same. know, Tampa Bay. But the thing is, really, is next week they have to go into San Francisco, a rematch is, of last year. Yeah, and I that's easily the game of the the whole entire weekend. Um, maybe I think that Giants Eagles is crazy too. Well, I mean. Bengals Bills too, but I think I think when and it comes down to this and Chiefs Jags, yeah, what do you yeah, mean? That, Chiefs Jags. I mean, but what I'm saying like for me at least, I think watching 49ers Cowboys would be a, probably my favorite game to watch. I agree. Knowing how you. high I'm on the 49ers, and these are the two teams want to win the Super Bowl: Cowboys because T.Y. Hilton. I want him to get a ring, and then 49ers just because I like Brock Purdy. Yeah, um, it's a feel good story. That's a feel good story. I mean, then we also got the Bengals Bills playing each other, which is going to be obviously be the rematch that didn't get it Hold played. On. Hold on, close your eyes for a second. Let me let me paint you a picture. The AFC, your eyes aren't closed. There you go. The AFC next week is Burrow versus Allen, Mahomes versus Lawrence. That is elite. That yeah. is all young too. Like it's just so crazy that this. Honestly, I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure about the Jags yet, but this could be like an every year. Top four in the AFC. Don't like, we that, better man. get used to it, bro. I'm not kidding. Jaguars are in a division. Hey, and they made plays, and we're not. We're sitting back watching. What do you think could be the biggest upset of the divisional round coming in? Like, just looking at it, what is the most probable upset to happen? Ooh, see, you just, you just said two different things. I think either Jacksonville beating Kansas City or the it's both the, the Saturday matchups, New York going into yeah. Philly and beating that um the most probable one of those i would probably say new york over philly i actually don't know did they split the season matchup this year or did eagles win both of them um i think eagles won both they did 48 to 22 in the first one and 22 to 16 to end the season well the jags played the chiefs too this year they lost by 10 but uh trevor lawrence had a good game 262 touchdowns but Mahomes also put up four touchdowns on him. So. What is your most probable upset uh, in the divisional round? I think that the one that's most probable is probably going to be the Giants being the Eagles. But I don't like the fact that they played twice and lost both times. Uh, that could you can look at that as being a good thing too. It's hard. I know it's hard to beat a team twice, but it's also hard to beat a team three times if you're Philly. Yeah, uh, I think that they. I don't know. The one I'd want to see the most probably. No, I want the Chiefs to win this game because I hope if the Chiefs win, they play the Bills so yeah. the Bills can get knocked out. 100%. But I think that the Giants are probably the team I want to get the upset the most because it's – I feel like they're – I feel like Daniel Jones is very deserving of this, um, knowing how long he's stuck with the team and how that yeah. team's stuck with him. And how and how much fan base. hate he's gotten and, yeah, agreed. He's, I think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's 
on a Mahomes level, but he, uh, I think it's sweet to see a team. They're proving that if you stick with somebody and you stick with the team, like something's going to happen. And they have a first year head coach. Like the Giants are rolling right now. And a little bit back on the last game against the Vikings with the Giants, Daniel Jones was like the difference in that game. You were over my house. I was getting pissed off every time Daniel Jones took off for a run. Like put a spy on the guy. 17 carries. He had more. He had like 60-something of, of his 70-something at half, and he still ended with more than Saquon Barkley. Like, that's just crazy to me. But yeah, I think I'm we're, we're in for a wonderful next week of football. Saturday, two matchups. Jacksonville goes into Arrowhead, and then Giants go into Philly. And then Sunday, Burrow goes into Orchard Park to play Josh Allen and the Bills. And the nightcap on Sunday Dallas at San Francisco. And like I said, that's a rematch. Last year in the wild card round, San Francisco went into Dallas and won. This year, San Francisco has the home field. Do you have do you think any way Dallas uh beats the Niners? Um, I could see it. That's like I don't wanna I don't I hope it don't happen, but I feel like I feel like it could happen. I I don't like the Cowboys really. I don't like Prescott. I really don't think they're that good. I, I like I mean look what ha- I guess you could so call So you really it a- are you really like them now just because TY, which I can understand why, but yeah, because of Ty. But the problem is with the Cowboys is is like, dude, Dak is not like. I don't think he's a super. He's never gonna win Super Bowl. I don't think. Like I'm gonna. You can clip yeah, but, this now. Like yeah, but you can I really also, don't think he's ever gonna win Super Bowl. People are people hate on Dak. I actually don't mind Dak. Coming off of the way they ended the season in Washington, for him to go into Tampa Bay and per, do what he did last night, I think that's huge for him. Huge for the team, huge for his confidence, huge for everything. They're playing a team that's not even positive in their win loss ratio. Like I know, I mean, but that's Tampa good... Bay Tampa Bay also has a pretty solid defense. Like their defense isn't anything to like overlook. But like now, now he has to do it again on the road again against a better, way better defense than the Niners. But I mean, I think I don't the mind that. The most impressive Prescott. thing I've seen him from the Cowboys this year is when they beat the Eagles. That was it. Yeah. And that was very impressive. I like we saw when they played the Commanders. I mean, that might have been a la- last game bug kind of thing. But Dak they, Prescott they look bad, though. They look bad. Absolutely. Go- like the throws he made were like yeah. middle school level throws. It was wild. But Ooh, wait. Remember when they did beat the Eagles, that was when they had Gardner Minshew. True. I just realized that. Yeah, yeah I had the stats up. Dak, Dak threw three touchdowns, one pick. Gardner Minshew threw two touchdowns, two so, picks. Yeah, the Cowboys in their last games beat the Commanders playing Sam, or they, they played against they didn't beat them. Played the Commanders playing Sam Howe, which is a backup. Played Lost the Titans, twenty-six is, six. <laughs> played Joshua Dobbs being by two scores. Then played uh, a backup quarterback against the Eagles. Lost to Trevor Lawrence. Then barely beat Davis Mills and Je- Jeff Driscoll. And then uh, that week before that, that Colts game, member that was super close until they put up 33 yeah. to nothing in the fourth Matt quarter. Matt Ryan threw three picks on him. So, I mean, the last real game that he's played that was an actual quarterback was that he's that they've won was against Daniel Jones. Yeah. And that was literally November 24th. <laughs> yeah. Until last night. So, I think that he has an extreme advantage on a, def- on a defensive end. I think it's kind of what's happening there. Um, Obviously, obviously, it's a good offense. It's C.D. Lamb's insane. Pollard's insane. Yeah, Elliot, playmakers everywhere. Yeah, the playmakers are everywhere. But I think that 
when you're about to play a balanced team like the 49ers, I think the 49ers come out here. Now I'm looking at this. I really think the 49ers can come out here and win this game by like two touchdowns. Um, how some people are going to hate that. How confident are you? Because Dallas's defense, if they can write off what they just did, can Brock Purdy replicate what he did against the, the, the Seahawks? Not saying he has to go for 303 touchdowns again against Dallas, but can Brock Purdy still ride this wave and still perform? I think he can, but what about you? I think the problem with the Cowboys is is they're going to be playing a team. So, see, whenever they played the when they played the Jags and stuff, they had a lot of yards on the ground and they lost. So I think that I they need to get something going other than just like the pass. So like Tom Brady, all he could do is pass the ball, right? Like literally, literally they can't run the ball. They had to pass the ball. And I think that the 49ers are very, it's like, you got Debo. Ayuk's going to be stre- streaking down the field somewhere. Watch out for him. Debo's going to be catching these weird slant passes. Kittle's there. And you got Christian McCaffrey's in the backfield, so don't let him get the ball. Then you got Kittle to worry about. Yeah. He's going to either block your ass or catch in the middle of the field and run for 50 yards. Like, yep. So I think the 49ers are going to beat them. Um, you, you can clip that, too. I think 49ers are going to win by more than a possession. Okay, but it also is NFL script. So, by the way, um, Trevor Lawrence got fined for that. For what? Whenever he said, "You see where he said that you couldn't have wrote a better script than that," then everybody was like, everybody was saying that, "Oh my God, NFL scripted because he said that." And literally, literally he got fined for that. It's I thought you were about stupid. to say he got fined for going to Waffle House. No, he. Got... <laughs> but, but how do you get fined for saying? Yeah, I know. You can't. I think that's like, even weirder on the NFL for finding him. Yeah, more the than him. say every game, like you yeah. can't write, you you couldn't write a verse. Like that's just that's a saying. Yeah, let's move on from the playoffs and talk a little bit about the Colts here. Um, I don't even think we've made a podcast since Frank Reich's been fired. Like we haven't talked about anything talk with the Colts, the Colts honestly. <laughs> rightfully so. So let's talk about the Colts head coach search. Unfortunately, and kind of fortunately, I mean. First off, let me get your. What do you think? Like, were did you were you okay with Frank Reich being gone? Um, yeah. Well, uh, okay. I mean, I don't think it was all like in the in the like middle of the problem. I was like, yeah, it's probably Frank Reich, like his play calling. But then I realized quickly when we got rid of him. I mean, not quickly because we won that game, but I realized Jeff Saturday came in and we're even worse. So it's like. But you also got to think we didn't just fire Frank Reich. Before that, we fired the OC. Frank Reich was kind of the OC anyways. Then we fire Frank Reich. Then we have a new head coach who's never coached, a new play caller who has never called plays. He was like an assistant under Frank Reich. The whole situation was bad. I think now we just have to get the right guy in here, get the ship going again. Um, I'll go ahead and list all the head coaches that we've already interviewed, um, except for Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday has yet to get a head coaching interview, which he will. But um, He will? He's going to, but they're they're not going to rehire him. Um, the special teams coordinator, Bubba Ventrone, I think this one's cool just because he's always been kind of up there. Like, you got, first off, it's the number one group year after year that's always performed. Like, the special teams, top notch. Every, I mean, that's without question. Bubba Ventrone is the leader of that. Then we have, like anyone else, Chiefs offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy. I don't think he's going to get it. The Broncos, D.C., Ajero, Avero, don't know much about him. The Lions defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn, don't really. See, before I continue this list, I don't think we need a previous defensive coordinator because I think our defense is fine. I think Gus Bradley has 
it on lock. Leave it to Gus Bradley. Let him keep building on what he has this year, especially because we don't even have an offensive coordinator right now anyways. I think we get an offensive guy. We're going to have a rookie quarterback in here anyways. Like, Yeah. Either one, the Chiefs offense coordinator or the Niners defense coordinator. I don't, I don't really care that much about Eric Bieniemy because it can be said he's not going to have Andy Reid. He's not going to have Patrick Mahomes. Like, what really is his like specialty in the Chiefs organization right now? You know, well, here he's got CJ Stroud. So maybe let's keep going. I think the Lions OC Ben Johnson is an interesting one. We we saw what Detroit did this year. Their offense was rolling. Ben Johnson is a younger head coach too. He just or offensive coordinator he just actually got the oc job i think within the last couple of years the ram defensive if if i wanted any dc i think i want raheem morris he's he's an ex-head coach i think he was a tampa bay head coach years ago like in the early 2000s um everyone raves about him all his players Jalen ramsey was like almost to tears talking about raheem morris at the end of the season like He's, he's, he's a player's guy. He knows his way around the locker room. He's an ex-head coach. I think if any DC is going to be one, I think it'd be Raheem Morris. Then we have Eagles OC Shane Steichen. We know how crazy their offense is. And the, the cool thing about him is he, is he was previously with the Chargers. So he has experience with Phillip Rivers, Justin Herbert, and now Justin Fields. I just think that's, or not you Justin mean, Fields. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, yeah. So like, that's a pretty cool resume to have. Now he's about to have another young quarterback. If he does get the head coaching job, I think that's an interesting one. And then the Giants OC, Mike Kafka, don't really care about. Their DC as well, Wink Martindale. And the Niners DC, D'Amico Ryans. The Niners DC is also kind of up there with Raheem Morris, in my opinion. Um, out of all those lists, I know I just named a lot of names. I'd want to go D'Amico Ryans, Raheem Morris, or Ben Johnson. But that's just kind of my thoughts on it. Yep. Any any uh any opinions on you? I think uh, Raheem Morris is one of the guys up there. Um, like you said about the Chiefs offense offense coordinator, I think I, this is the problem. Is I want someone. I'm a big believer in like culture and all that stuff, and I, I believe that I don't like the feeling of bringing someone in from a team that's not a winning team. Um, I I understand that's like a very like people aren't gonna agree with that because they're like, okay, well, you could be a good coach and still coach a bad team. But the thing is, is really, I don't like the vibes of that. Like, I don't know. I just, it's just it's weird. My biggest thing again with enemy is that how much of their success is really on him. I mean, they obviously they have Patrick Mahomes and but, Andy Reid. Think about how he, much he to, is Aaron Andy Reid doing more than Eric enemy Like, is he gonna flourish by himself? Well, this is what I'm thinking is. He's obviously there watching what they're doing. He's obviously there watching how they're getting, how they're playing. And I think he's probably gonna realize that's a winning team. Yeah. I want to be like a winning team. I yeah. want to be like Andy Reid. I want to be like I want someone that's like Mahomes. Yeah. Um. We're not gonna get a statue at quarterback probably. Uh, <laughs> not in this draft. But, I also Eric Bieniemy. There's a crazy stat. He's interviewed since like 2019 or something. He's interviewed with over half of the league. And he hasn't got a head coach. I just think this dude's not good in an interview setting. I'm not even kidding. Like, yeah. he's, every year we have his name in this category that he's interviewing with with teams, and he's never gotten it. So I don't think the Colts are going to go that route. But who knows? Predicting Jimmer saying Chris Ballard. Um, let's move on from there. Obviously, more news will come out with that. I threw a lot of names at you guys. We'll see um, if they get narrowed down. Let's talk about Colts free agents because after a year like this year. 
people are going to move. People are going to get moved. We might even have to move some players to move up with uh, to get Chicago's first pick. I have the list of the Colts free agents. Let's just browse it, is, it and see who do you think uh, are, are, is going to walk this offseason. What does the AAV mean? Is that how much they're getting paid? Um, I don't know. Look that up. AAV. I mean, I'm sure, yeah, that's just their contract. Yeah, so ain't no value in guarantees or whatever. Okay. Why is Deion Jackson making less than Jake Vaughn? <laughs> that's what I was wondering, because I was like, what the heck? Could you imagine going out there and getting 10 carries a game, catching the ball, and then getting paid less than someone like... Who has never, ever played? Yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I think... Of this list, Ngakwe's on here. I think we bring him back. Matt Pryor's probably gone. Brandon Faison should be gone. Doolin, I wouldn't mind seeing him bring back. Rodney McLeod, I think he, he should be back here with Gus Bradley. Campbell, I think he, he's earned um, a re-signing. I think this was a big year for him. He played an entire season, which is yeah. crazy. He'll be back, and he'll be making a lot more money, too. 100%. Chase McLaughlin, I think we bring him back. He showed us this year that he's reliable. Okereke is on this list, and our four linebackers, Zaire Franklin, Leonard, Okereke, and EJ Speed, look for one of those four to go to Chicago if we trade for that fourth pick. That's my prediction. Also, look for Kenny Moore or DeForest Buckner. I threw like six names. One of those six are going to Chicago. That's my prediction for that number one pick. Not even Pittman? I just don't think the Colts trade Pittman. I don't know why the Bears would want Pittman, really. They got Claypool, which I know, but they need talent around Justin Fields. I don't know. I feel feel like the role of Pittman is just kind of like Claypool, kind of that possession guy. Kind of like here with him and Pierce, like you were saying. Yeah, so I'd like to hear you guys' feedback on this. Um, I think Alec Pierce can do anything that Pittman can do, and I think that's the reason why I love Pittman. I just feel like Alec Pierce... Is like at right now at this stage in his career is like a great value, Alec or uh, Michael Pittman, and I think that Michael Pittman eating money whenever we're going to use this another person with the same role. That's yeah, not but a very my thing here: move. if you get rid of Pittman, you already have a depleted wide receiver True. room. So now you have to fill that again. When shouldn't you keep Pittman, keep Pierce, keep Doolin, keep Campbell, and then adds like I just don't get the whole subtracting somebody then to just add him again who's probably going to be younger if you're not going to go like a free agent route like I just I don't get that part yeah I think that you got to have an extreme plan for that like obviously you can't just go out there and be like screw Pittman but I think that uh definitely you need to have a plan I'm looking at the wide receiver uh free agents same Nelson Aguilar Shepard Randall Cobb Marvin Jones Julio Jones like none of these really stand out either this is kind of a shit class I mean, if you're gonna get anybody out of here, they're probably gonna want. They're not gonna pay someone a lot. How much is? I don't know how much Pittman gets paid, but I mean, there, there's definitely people on there that I feel like we could throw in the role, but they're probably not as good as Pittman. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it could be a thing where we're like, we're gonna wait another year, but I think um, the Colts definitely take a really good wide receiver in this draft. There's no way they don't. Like, there's no way that we don't take a. Like, I'm not even kidding. I'm not even. I think that they could take one in the second round. Like, I think they probably should take a lineman before a receiver, but... Like, after I mean, quarterback? If you, but if you, yeah, if you look at what 
Like, think about what the Bengals did. I mean, they got a really good quarterback, a really good receiver, and look what's doing for them. You exactly. have they've been to a Super Bowl team, already. <laughs> every team that's doing good has a crazy quarterback wide receiver duo. Yep. Like, and we say that every year. I mean, I remember this time last year, we were looking at the final four teams and we said, What do they have? Look at the playmakers, the quarterback, well, and the receiver position. Yeah, and the thing that I realize is is also like wide receivers mean a lot because look at the Titans and the Eagles. Titans got rid of AJ Brown. It was like screw it. And then their G what was it, their GM that got yeah, fired? Got fired. Their GM that made the decision got fired after the Eagles yeah. ruined their season. <laughs> they played AJ Brown again. AJ Brown cooked them. The owner was yeah. like, nah, like that's a bad decision. Yards You're out. Three touchdowns cooked. Like yep. um that's yep. also one thing about it's kind of bad getting rid of receivers because receivers are like I don't know, man. I think Pittman holds a high value though, because just the way he is. Um I also um looking at this free agent class, I don't know about next year's, but I think the Colts kind of missed out. They've there's been some pretty decent classes the last like one or two years that the Colts just sat back and watched everybody else pay people and now they're kind of behind in the wide receiver position free agent wise. Um I don't know man. I, I agree with you. I think we're gonna we're gonna draft another good receiver this year. Um I was also thinking about this. This is kind of off topic but kind of not. This is we're finally we should be drafting a quarterback this with our first pick in the first round, a top five pick. Yeah which means we're not going the retread, which was never, I don't think, ever really Ballard's plan. I know he, he had to sign off on it, but I think that was more Frank Reich and Jim Irsay. We know Ballard's ability to find talent in the draft, whether it be in the first round or the seventh round. Like, he always, like, he's a good talent evaluator. He, he gets his guys. Like, maybe that can be good news for the Colts fans regarding how he picks this quarterback. Like, whether he goes Levis or Stroud or Young, like, I think he's going to find the right guy. And I think that's kind of some for the Colts fans to kind of look forward to is that now that it's all Ballard's decision, no Frank Reich trying to find a Carson Wentz or a Matt Ryan or a Phillip Rivers, like, I think we kind of just sit back and let Ballard work because as much as I kind of don't like it, Ballard's still here as our GM, and he's going to be our GM moving forward. So, yep, he's going he's to find a talent. The thing I think is crazy, though, is like, dude, we're going to land – Either Stroud or Young. If we don't trade for, I don't know, man. It's a, that's the thing. Is like okay, let, let, let's do two things. We don't trade up to get the first pick. We're gonna either have Stroud or Levis. Um, we're not gonna have Stroud if we don't trade up. I think Bryce Young goes before Stroud. I mean, a lot of a lot of the projections people have Stroud going to Texans. I think that's the that's the crazy thing. Um. This is crazy too. I the Cardinals, I don't know if they would want to waste something on something. I know how the Cardinals are with quarterbacks, the Josh Rosen situation. Josh Rosen wasn't a terrible first year like he wasn't god awful. He had some sparks in that looked like maybe he could keep playing. Maybe they do the same thing with Kyler's like, look, we're gonna I mean Kyler's not bad, but you know what I mean. They yeah. do the contract, but I don't think they would actually get one, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, All right, there's some talent somewhere. Um Raiders are probably going to draft the quarterback. Panthers Seahawks, are definitely taking the quarterback. Maybe. Seahawks, maybe. That's a good one. I didn't think about that one. But the problem is, is there's, I feel like there's a lot of quarterbacks this year that are very undervalued just because of the Bryce Young, CJ Shroud situation because they're like all eyes on them. And then you got um, Will Levy's probably going top 10. 
And then you have shoot. Listen, my prediction also that I think the Will Levis, maybe Hendon Hooker, and then there's Anthony Richardson from Florida. One of those three in two years, we're going to be kicking ourselves that we don't have one of them because they're going to be yeah. popping off in the NFL, whatever team they go to. And I kind of feel like it's going to be Will Levis. I think I just think he has that kind of Josh Allen feel like, I don't know, Justin Herbert kind of thing. This is such a fan, casual NFL thing to say. I really wish they would trade up and somehow make a package with the Texans aren't going to trade though. That's what that's nah, a thing. the Texans are not moving. They're going to go up if they're going to trade. They're not moving so, down. It depends, like because there's been situations that this has happened before. I don't know what the same like division, but I know where they've teams have switched, knowing they want the same thing, and they kind of just agreed because they know that we don't want who you're getting. If we give up more, Sheesh. I wish the Colts could somehow get another one because I think I want them to get another draft pick. That's a problem. I want them to get two first rounds. That's like, ugh. Well, I believe we have the first pick in the second round. Nope, we don't. Never mind. Because I want. I wish we could get CJ Shroud and then get Smith and Jake. We have the thirty. I don't know. I have to look. These are all mock drafts, so they have trades in them. But we have a very early second round pick as well. Yeah, and I think I don't like Bryson. Man, he's he's five eleven. The only knock with him is his, yeah. is his size. He plays at Alabama. Like I don't want an Alabama quarterback. That's a problem. Bryce Young. But you want an Ohio involved, State quarterback? I mean, yeah. Joe Burrow, Justin Fields came from there. I mean, Justin Fields ain't too garbage. Joe Burrow came from LSU, and I know he was at Ohio State, but Joe Burrow did not necessarily come from Ohio State. Well, I mean, he still was an Ohio State quarterback. That's all I got to say. No, and Justin Fields is nasty, but, I mean, he doesn't have help around him. I don't know. I just think... Didn't Hurts play there for a minute? I don't know. He was at Ohio. He was at Alabama before he went to Oklahoma. No, I have this. I have this random mock draft from the Athletic pulled up. Number one, Indianapolis Colts via Chicago drafting Bryce Young. The projected trade that we gave to Chicago was the number one pick for the number four, the thirty fifth, which is that early second rounder, and the twenty twenty four first round pick. Then they have the Texans at number two picking Levis. What do they have? Who do they have? CJ Stroud going Ew, number Levis? five to Ew, the what? Yeah, number five. They have a. Uh, Carolina getting Stroud. I don't know. And I think you can say this every year. And I know we're finally in like the top five picks. We're going to say this, but like, I just, there's going to be one of these quarterbacks that the Colts pass on that are going to be really fucking good. And we're going to kick ourselves for not getting them. So I hope that Chris Boward makes the right decision. And honestly, of all these quarterbacks, I see Chris Boward being in love with Will Levis more than Stroud and Young. Which might not be a bad thing, but I don't know. We're gonna just have to wait and see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Also, I don't know. It, I also, it plays into what head coach we get and who they're gonna want because our new head coach is gonna have to draft a rookie quarterback as well. Yeah, I mean, if we get rant, if we, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know what's gonna happen. Let us know what you think is gonna happen. Are the Colts gonna get a good quarterback like Shroud? Are they gonna fumble the bag, get Bryce Young, and get sucked? God, I, I just say. I'm just not high on Ohio State guys. I don't know. 
I'm not hiring Alabama quarterbacks. I don't know. <laughs> One I mean, of them is playing in the Jaylen divisional Hurts round. Too, uh, da, 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 da. But Mac Jones, baby. I know you're a big Mac Jones fan. Shut up, dude. <laughs> Anything Bro, else? Okay, all I gotta about, say man? is, all I gotta say is, is I uh, Trevor Lawrence easily the best quarterback on that draft class. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. People, Mac Jones is Mac. Jo- Mac Jones literally looks like Tom you Brady. You love Mac Jones, man. Great value. No, that dude's no. Who do you think Anthony? Last thing. Who do you think Anthony Richardson goes to? You know the Florida quarterback. Yeah. Let me. I don't know. I don't know. Let me pull up a mock draft and see where they have him going. People have him going to the Raiders. I can see him either going to the Seahawks or the Panthers. People with him just say you're gonna absolutely love his like really good plays, and he's gonna like shock Look, you, and then shit, you're honestly. gonna hate what uh, what like other stuff he does. And okay, they don't have. This fucking page doesn't have the name Richardson on the page. They don't have him going first round. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, not really. I say we do again next week. Recap a divisional round. A little bit more Colts talk. And uh, be sure if you guys are somehow still listening about 50 minutes in. Go to our YouTube. Go to our TikTok. Like. Follow. Everything. Do everything. Everything. <laughs>